0: Hi, and welcome to episode eight of the second season of the Connect2 podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen.
1: And I'm Mark Hughes, and I'm only slightly discombobulated. Hello, Mark. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Welcome back.
0: Thank you. Welcome back as well. Uh, So we've been, you were away, and then I've been away, and now we're back. Yeah, we missed
1: a couple of uh, weeks, but but we're back on business.
0: (laughs) Ah, With stories to tell. Oh, my.
1: Yeah. So let's get the coffee going. Let's get the coffee going.
0: And uh, let's just get right into our dad jokes, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's your dad joke?
0: Okay. Well, first of all, Sparky's here. Hi, Sparks. Been a couple weeks. How are you? Good? Okay. So, knock, knock. Who's there? Don't die.
1: Don't die what? Don't,
0: Don't die, die on who? the West Coast Trail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a friend of mine has a horse and, uh, and the horse is named... Uh red wine and just um uh, just uh, had a had a baby and uh they were having troubles uh coming up with a name so i suggested cabernet
0: cabernet <laughs> i don't get it
1: cabernet oh i see <laughs> I got the appropriate dad joke. There you go. There. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're new to the channel, uh, rate review, subscribed, particularly on Apple podcasts. Um, I've got, uh, a coffee here. Yep. Which is I'm from BC. It. It's called ah. counterpart coffee from Squamish BC should have tasting notes of roasted nuts. Ah, <sighs> Chocolate and marzipan. Mmm,
0: that is great.
1: Yeah, it is. um, The source is from La Copia Copa, Peru, and and some very long word from Guatemala, Matiquiscalina, (laughs) whatever. I will have to say that certain languages are my strength and others are not and English is sometimes not <laughs> um, so we did that dad joke we've done the coffee it's very good coffee I quite it's very
0: it. nice yeah I'm quite enjoying it
1: um, um, what are what things did you learn this week
0: oh my god uh, well I've had a hell of a week um, an amazing week what did I learn you know I, I I come back from this trip with a um, not a religious, but a spiritual point of view uh, where the three things that I kind of concluded that I'm going to be seeking are connection, which involves uh, everything from friendship, love, community, um, abundance. Which Perfect for mind the is, Connect
1: 2 podcast. Yeah,
0: abundance, which includes health, Wealth, opportunity, learning, curiosity, and then peace. Because uh, a lot of the trip, um, I was able to be in the moment. And uh, I think that's something that we sorely lack in our society. So I I decided to, uh, those are the three things I'm going to pursue. Connection.
1: Those are very noble pursuits. And peace. Yeah. Peace being
0: basically feeling like you're where you need to be at any right you know where you're supposed to be at any time so i'm supposed to be here and i and i'm i'm feeling like i'm supposed to be here so it's good that's awesome yeah that's good what about you what'd you learn
1: what did i learn um I never heard until the Pope showed up on our doorstep in Edmonton. Um, Not about literally. The, uh, although about, wouldn't that have been called? I've heard about the Pope, but I hadn't heard oh. about the Doctrine of Discovery. Yes. And that basically, um, the thing about the Catholic Church is that it, um, it doesn't, um, it hasn't renounced the Doctrine of Discovery, which basically says when they encounter land that has um like indigenous people there um that it's considered terra nullis and they're they can go and stick their flag in and claim it as theirs um apparently i mean in the residential school scandal there is a bunch of uh there were it wasn't just the catholic church there's a bunch of churches Right. And uh, Catholic Church, I think, was just the biggest. I'm pretty sure it was the biggest. They would have been
0: the biggest at the time. I
1: and, think, yeah. um, but they, um, but all the other ones have renounced this doctrine of discovery.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: The second interesting thing is I think a lot of uh, Aboriginal people are, or Indigenous people are expecting a an apology from the Pope on behalf of the church. But there is a problem because... Catholic doctrine is that the church is infallible. Right. So people are fallible but the church is infallible. So
0: it cannot apologize. So it can't
1: he can't apologize oh, on behalf of the church. But I don't know that the right people are understanding necessarily yeah. that aspect. Well, this, this kind might of be a semantic a... issue but it's an uh, important issue.
0: Well this could be interesting you know as as <clears throat> obviously there's been a lot of uh, secular uh, rise. So for instance, atheism is the fastest growing classification in the United States. And I'm, I'm going to suspect probably in Canada as well.
1: It's well I got to change because I'm getting too popular. It's
0: a big deal in the States, you know? <laughs> um, And so I think that something like this doctrine of infallibility and the fact that the guy comes all this way and is constrained, you know, uh, sorry, but, you know, the church can't be wrong. I think this is starting to to be a turning point where people are gonna be like, what?
1: Exactly. <laughs> what like, do you mean what do you mean?
0: frankly I was hoping I, I I this is a bit facetious, but uh well first of all I raised Roman Catholic, I realized that whatever vestiges of Roman Catholicism I had left are gone because I feel nothing about the Pope being here. Like it doesn't matter to me at all. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad because of the significance of it for, um, you know, hopefully it it leads to healing and that's an important thing. But in terms of my own personal, oh, you know, the Father, the Holy Father, nope, zip, nada. I was more excited when Garth Brooks was in town, frankly, but. uh which is interesting, you know, because when you grow up in a faith, there's always little, you know, vestiges. Sure. Well, there's
1: spectacle testicles. I mean, testicle, I mean, well, I'd, and watch. If he came to my house, I'd,
0: <laughs> I'd it'd be a cool guy to meet, you know, just from a historical perspective. But I feel no relationship, no emotion to
1: it all. Yeah, I was brought up between two churches, between the Catholic and Anglican mm-hmm. church. I was confirmed in the Catholic church. And uh, yeah. I was even Sorry. an altar boy in the Anglican church. Oh,
0: there you go. Uh,
1: yeah. We can do an episode on
0: board stories. God, I don't channel. have that many stories. Swish the wine. No
1: thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's kind of that. I will find that whole issue kind of interesting. Part of uh, I, was, I had the opportunity to talk with a number of politicians on the weekend. Oh, really? And um, the um, yeah, so I mean, you know, it's interesting. We don't give politicians a lot of credit, but they really do generally know a lot of details on the topics of the day. Some. And, uh, well, some for sure. <laughs> and, uh, yes.
0: Except maybe, yeah. We'll yeah start well, talking about cancer and stuff like that. Well, that, that's a so wannabe much. politician. Yeah. It's
1: not quite there. Man, yeah. she got booted out last night. But time,
0: you're so. right. Some people are fairly it's usually not the high profile ones, right?
1: It's, no. It's like and, um, doing was, their job. I got to meet, uh, an MPP from, uh, Northern Ontario. Oh, wow. So, uh, so he's indigenous and he is here, um, kind of representing part of Ontario. Okay. and A number of communities there. And, uh, interesting guy he's you know he's kind of uh standing back and wanting to hear what what has to happen sure so absolutely so i asked them uh i asked him like do people actually know what the pope is gonna say or is it all gonna be a surprise and he said well, as far as i know it's all gonna be a surprise so, yeah so yeah. it was interesting and um um interesting yeah that's kind
0: of i uh wouldn't it have been cool if he had said <clears throat> We're selling all of the land we have in, uh, in Alberta.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And uh, we're going to give all the proceeds to the first station. Yeah, no, no, we're, out. we're out. We're baby. out. Oh, <laughs> got one oh. drop. No problem. Uh, this is the cleanest I've been in, in eight days. So um, <laughs> yeah, so that was that's been an interesting. So we'll see what, what comes of it. I mean, I think it is, you know, a necessary uh, and meaningful thing to a lot of people. Um, let's hope it's, it's does good, you know, let's hope it's, it continues the accountability and reconciliation and, um, atonement, if you will, but, you know, I think it's just a start. I think even the Pope said that if I saw one of the quotes, that this is just the beginning of a dialogue. So we'll see. Anyhow, interesting stuff.
1: Interesting. Um, the other thing I learned, um, so uh, I got uh, retained to shoot uh, Jagmeet Singh on yesterday. Oh yeah, and, uh, for the day he's in town. That's Related pretty good stuff. It. Yeah, it's pretty cool. How'd you
0: get retained for that?
1: I just I don't know. I got I got recommended. So good I for you. That's awesome. High profile. Uh, that guy is charming. Like he's. I mean, politics aside, this guy is a charmer. Yes. Oh my god like he is so um pleasant to be around he kind of just lifts your spirits just just talking to him and this is policy aside and everything i can right. can understand why he's kind of had the weird uh the the weirdness associated with him and he sure connects with young people in a way that uh i think a lot of older people can't get
0: yeah Oh, that's cool! Yeah, Good for you, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's the scoop. Uh, so, tell me about the West Coast Trail. I don't know very much. The West about it.
0: Coast Trail. So, why Man, don't you give us a prim-
1: primer on primer on what it is, where it is, and uh, tell us your story. Okay, so the West Coast Trail is a it's a, a historical
0: uh, trek on the west coast of Vancouver Island, and it runs from. Uh, a place called Gordon River, which is just immediate north of Port Renfrew. And it uh, terminates at a place called uh, Pachima Bay, which is just south of Bamfield on the island. And so, ostensibly it's 75 kilometers, although (laughs) Paulette's uh, in reach had a uh, a GPS tracking and it recorded 115 kilometers. Mm -hmm. So it's 70, we we debated and we, we concluded 75 kilometers, point to point,
1: As it but, flies.
0: but it is not a point to point adventure, right? Uh, so it's a combination of um, trail that is uh, forested. Uh, so in the rainforest, uh, Pacific Northwest, and a fair amount of beach access. And it is both breathtaking, spiritually uplifting, soul crushing, and unbelievably dangerous really oh yeah unbelievably dangerous so but not the whole trail but there's parts so um, there's ladders there's bridges there's cable cars that you have to cross water there's surge channels that you have to time the tides to make sure that you don't get caught in a in a uh, um, like ocean surge uh, you camp on the beach several places but again Timing is important because if you screw up the tide tables and you camp in the wrong place, you could, you won't get washed away, likely, but you could be underwater. Um, but the ladders, so we start on the South end, which apparently is. okay. okay.
1: Tell me, what do you mean by ladder?
0: Okay. So there's about 75 wooden ladders. That you have to climb up and down like
1: square things or like, like round.
0: round? No. So they're, they're, they're two by four, or probably uh, four by six, you know, with then two by four rungs. Okay. And to give you a sense. So the very first ladder, if you start from the South end and the South end is the tougher end by far. Right. We'd been told that and said that in the books and we decided you can do it either direction, but we said, let's start with the hard part and get that out of the way. Uh, So you start from this this campsite, uh, Parks Canada gives you a little orientation, you got to do a little quiz, make sure you know what the hell you're doing. 70 people a day on the trail uh, are allowed on and presumably 70 come off. Combination of both ends plus you can get out on in the middle, right? And uh, you take a little boat and then they said the first ladder, first thing you're going to hit a ladder and the woman said it's 20 meters.
1: And that's really far.
0: One of my 20 meters high.
1: Yeah. that's Really high.
0: And one of my fellow campers was like, she must've meant 20 feet. We were debating. Yeah. 20 meters sounds high. It is 20 meters (laughs) and it's straight vertical. It's a wooden ladder. You got a 40 pound pack pack on no cage. Now it's the only one that's straight vertical. Um, You climb up this thing. Yeah. There's no, there's no safety measures at all. Uh, you just go up this ladder, and if you fall off and die, well, too bad for you, I guess.
1: But if you fall off, don't you take other people with you, too? Uh, No,
0: so strictly one person at a time,
1: okay. right? Um,
0: and that's the first of about, I think they said it, it's about 70 ladders, and some of them are in good shape. Most of the ladders were in, not in bad shape, but some of them are a little bit rough, and you decide to hike up against, like, around it. Uh, there's bridges, um, wooden platforms, so i kept saying this is like uncharted like a lot of these wooden platforms are rotted out really oh yeah and you are uh tap 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 like again one person at a time and the first two days were the first day is all in the woods and literally there is not i don't think there's two feet of a flat ground like every step was mud um up to your thigh if you if you screw up you know easily up to your knees a lot of the times, one of our fellow campers went right up to a thigh. Um, uh, Roots like just these massive root knots that you have to try to not trip over. It took us nine hours to do six kilometers, the first day, <laughs> which is unbelievable. And you get to the end and you're just like you're exhausted.
1: Was that what you expected? But uh, well, that- we
0: knew it was going to be tough. And they no, told no, us- but
1: uh, but your Paulette had, had mapped this out with She
0: kind of knew it was going to be hard. Nobody was expecting this how art. muddy it was okay. this year. Like it's just, so that was the first day. Second day, then we you start from the beach and then it's a boulder field for, I don't know, three or four kilometers. And these are boulders the size of, of small cars that you have to navigate up and in and, and around. And when you hit the beach, the beach was wonderful. So we got like tons of, of travel on the beach but then you go back into the woods to get to the beach. It's ladders to get off the beach. It's ladders. Um, at one point we had to cross a, uh, um, a stream. It's seven ladders down probably about 250 feet, uh, just ladder after ladder after ladder. Um, you cross the stream, which is maybe a hundred meters and then seven ladders up. And like, you just get to the end of that and you're like,
1: man, I can't, you know,
0: I'm dying. Right. <laughs>
1: You must uh, have worn gloves. Uh, yeah,
0: lot of, we bought gloves, which was really smart. A lot of people don't have gloves. Um, and yeah, you literally have to just haul yourself up these ladders and the pack. And
1: they must get muddy too, the ladders. Yeah, that's they do. Boot mud.
0: Absolutely. So that's where the gloves, like rubber sole gloves really made sense. Uh, walking stick, like a walking pole. Um, saw some great wildlife. Um, what did we see? We saw, we saw a bear cub. Didn't know where the sow was, so that freaked some people out, because uh, that was at the end of a campsite. We saw a whale, some otters, sea lions, uh, wolf print at one of the campsites. Not not a wolf, because there's wolves. Uh, did not see a cougar, although we were told there was a I section. I don't think you ever see a cougar. About until two it's kilometers way too late. where there was a cougar sighting, like a day or two before we went. So, you know, be aware, right? Um, most of these bridges don't have, have a railing on one side or no railing at all. And you're 20, 30, 40 feet above a stream and rocks crossing this thing. Like I kept saying, if you were in the city and someone told you to cross a thing or climb up, you'd go get the hell out of here. (laughs) And here you are in the middle of nothing. And and you're just like, yep, whatever. So I scared the hell out of my wife, um, Cause the other thing there was a lot of was nails because these, these wooden platforms that have now all rotted away, it's all exposed nails. So at one point I tripped and I landed on a I, nail. Well, yeah. And I thought, Oh shit, did I puncture? Now one of our friends who was traveling with us is an EMT and I was just lying there and I, like I couldn't, I have my pack on first of all. Like, so I fell on this nail rolled over at this 40 pound pack and I'm turtled, right? I can't get up. And I don't know if I've punctured something. So that freaked everybody out, but luckily it was just a, like a scratch, a pretty deep scratch, but just a scratch. Cause like he said, if, if I had punctured it, um, uh, that was probably going to be the trip they would have to phone, you know, cause it's so muddy, so humid.
1: How do they phone?
0: Would it? Well, we have, a uh, um, highly recommended that you carry an in reach, right. but even that it could be 24 hours before they can get to you. Right. Uh, cause they'll have to come through beach access.
1: So that was the scary part. And do they charge um, you? They must charge you for. No, it's a monthly subscription. No, no. I mean for picking you up.
0: No, no. If you, if you have inReach, um, you pay and it's part of the Oh, the okay. except I think if it's for some BS reason, they might go like, what do you mean? You're tired.
1: <laughs> they're not
0: coming for that. In fact, you have to text them what, what's happening and they're expecting, you know, it's for serious, um, serious injury. The highlight on the Wednesday, I think we did four. We did twenty kilometers, and uh, we kind of screwed up our timing. There is a wonderful. This was such a great experience because there's a crab shack, and um, a what? A crab shack.
1: So this. What's a crab shack?
0: Well, it's there's a First Nation that runs for forty-seven years. They've been running this little settlement at okay. the end of the Nat River, and um, they float the thing down in the spring, and they cook crab. You can get burgers, big potatoes, crab, Your fresh crab. Oh, it is wonderful. And, and cold beer. And, oh, uh,
1: probably the best tasting meal we you've ever thought had.
0: we were going to, I thought we were going to miss it because of the timing and all that. And it was so long. And again, the thing is the, the, the kilometer signs. So there's little signs along. Uh, but because I think they're, they're point to point. Sometimes it feels like, are you kidding me? Like, it's been one kilometer it feels like four and maybe it's been three just because of all of the detours and i i was just i was at the end of my rope the ferry um we were going to miss the ferry at 4 30. i thought we were going to miss the crab shack if we were going to decide to push on there's a
1: ferry in the middle
0: yeah yeah well ferry it's a boat and it, it's about a 12 minute not even about a six minute boat ride but it's across this river and there's no way you're getting across you know Otherwise. And. Uh, um, I was just burned out it's was 432 i'm like shit like we've missed the boat so that part of our group wanted really wanted to get the ferry i was upset because i thought we'd miss the crab shack which was really important to me and i stood there on this platform and i was just like fuck and i hear this voice and it's some strange guy and he's like you okay buddy <laughs> and i was like oh man i said well how far is it to the crab shack and he's like it's about 200 meters i was like yes so that worked out because uh, one of our members, because uh, we've been told you can't camp there. That was the problem. There's there's places where you're not allowed to camp at all because it's First Nations land. Right. Uh, there's other places you can camp that are designated campsites. They have um, composting toilets. It's actually pretty nice. And then there's other places you can camp kind of, um, you know, raw. If, if you need will, to. Right. Yeah. But where this crab shack is, it's, on either side is is non
1: non campable
0: yeah so they said uh by the time i got there they they had negotiated 70 bucks we could get two tent pads and we stayed there so we had crab and you stayed and we stayed and it worked out just perfectly but i was totally at the end of my rope until this guy popped up and he's like it's about 200 meters I was like, oh thank god boom 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 so it was it was wonderful On the back end, once you got out of the first three days, it got progressively easier. I mean, still not super easy. And we kept meeting these people coming the opposite direction. And, you know, we'd ask them, like, what's the trail like? And they're like, oh, it's pretty muddy. And when we went on it, we realized, oh, boy, these poor people have no idea. Because they (laughs) thought that first, the third was muddy
1: compared to what
0: we went through. It was not. And what was waiting for them on the back end, no idea. So I would say if anybody's gonna do it, my personal recommendation for doing it the first time, go from the South to the North because you'll get through the hard stuff and it'll get easier. I could not imagine
1: um, having
0: it just sitting there because like the book says it's hard and just having it sitting out there like, oh, it's gonna get harder. I I don't think I would have made it psychologically. But knowing we were heading towards easier, and then it actually turned out to be easier, was uh, easier to handle. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was absolutely incredible. I mean, the wildlife, the uh, and our weather was nice. So even though it was really muddy because it's been a wet year, we had seven days of no rain, which is highly unusual on the coast. Uh, you know, misty and 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 like a lot of cloud cover that would burn off. But no rain proper and um, nobody got hurt, which apparently is quite like a lot of people do get hurt. Broken ankles, screwed up knees. Really? Oh, I mean, literally in those hard parts, like you are going over boulders, like every step can be hmm. um, a knee injury or, or a, you know, I fell quite a bit. Again, luckily did not um, hurt. And I'm not very fast. Like I was the slow guy in the group um so we had some
1: honest Rab- discussion rabbits. about that um how many people were in your group four
0: <clears throat> and I'm just I don't know I'm just not wired for speed you know yeah uh, and some people are really f- sure-footed I am not like there's a lot of things I'm good at but going downhill on rocks and I, I'm a ah, ah, ah. <laughs> but you know I found my rhythm and I just kept going and um I made it so I would uh my Paulette wants to do it again with her friend I am undecided <laughs> if I would do it again it's definitely it was a bucket list thing i I think it's changed me. it was you know an opportunity because I've I mean I've done some backcountry stuff but never like seven days is a long time
1: it's a very long with time all your food
0: and there's no place to go like there's only one if you really wanted to get off the trail, you could um, get off about it's not quite halfway but you'd have to pay would be a huge problem right like you'd have to get the first nations people to contact somebody and they they would charge you a lot of money plus your car is at either one of the two ends then you'd have to figure out how to get transportation Mm -hmm. um so i mean you don't take it lightly we we met people so how do you
1: manage that in terms of your own transportation you go to one end and how do you get back
0: (laughs) this is a funny story so there's a there's a shuttle bus but we actually chartered a private uh, bus. So we parked at the first end. You can leave your car uh, at this uh, First Nations run campsite and then take the either the, the, the public shuttle. I mean, you have to pay for it, but or the private. My dad used to drive of a particular style and the guy that drove us back had same the same style. style okay. And it's not a good style. Uh, so it was on this logging road and he's like going fast, sliding on gravel. He's Pedaling, like, you know, speeding up, slowing down. My three compatriots beside themselves, terrified and, and feeling carsick. Me, sleeping. <laughs> Paul is like, how the hell are you sleeping through this? I'm like, I, I, I guess it felt familiar. <laughs> so the guy's name was Jeff. He's like, I got a cough, but I tested for, I'm, I'm okay. I don't have COVID. You can trust me. Okay, great. This old guy, right? And it was about two and a half hour, eh, two, two hours, 20 minutes shooting back down. And uh, they were just terrified and it's, he's taking corners and he's complaining about people driving too fast, but then he's driving faster than them and passing them. They were totally, and I was just totally like, no, I'm used. This reminds me of driving with my childhood, you know, this constant slowing up and speeding. No problem. Um, what else can I say? I mean, you know, breathtakingly beautiful, right? Like mm-hmm. when we saw that whale, we saw a dead octopus, got a picture of that, oh. you know, lots of sea life, uh, little crabs. Um, which you are different Your a wife
1: took her little, uh, tough. She camp. did.
0: Yes. Yeah. So we'll be, uh, actually we'll post some photos on the website. She's mm-hmm. going to be sharing them. Um, I'm super glad I did it. Like I said, it, it, it's one of those bucket list things. It's just, it was phenomenal, but, um. Yeah, you know, I don't think I ever came close to, like, breaking. Uh, there are people that we heard who really break down, um, like, emotionally. Mm-hmm. I was never that close. But there was a few times where you had to dig deep, you know? Um, especially, like I say, when you're going and I'm not a good judge of distance. And, again, it's hard when it's all twisty and turning. And, I mean, I cannot describe, like you are know, you're, sometimes you're, you're gaining 10, 12 feet of elevation just to get past like a corner, right? <clears throat> so there's this big mud hole. You can sort of walk along the side. Then there's a tree you got to go over like a stump. And these are Pacific coasts. So sometimes these trees are three, you know, four or five feet in diameter. You got to scramble over this thing, not kill yourself getting down. So slide down, find a foothold, turn around, boom. There's a big mud hole. Try to get around that. And you're going like from here to the wall and it takes you like, eight, 10 minutes just to do like 12 feet because it's like, oh, geez. and And, you know, like I said, uh, and one of our friends is a is a guide and he's like, I've never seen a trail like this. Like, you know, Parks Canada, anywhere else in the world, the trails are groomed, yeah. you know, here I, it's just, it can't be done because it's, it's rainforest, you know, mm-hmm. and it looks like stuff is a hundred years old and they've probably rebuilt some of these bridges, you know, a couple of years ago, but they just become so uh, rotten so quickly, yeah. you know, that, um, and you said, you'll get to a bridge and it's just gone. And you just see people have created like a trail next to it. And you're like, okay, well, this is how, this is how we have to go and we'll boom, 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 down the mud. And, but it was, it, it was a pretty amazing.
1: well-marked though, in terms of where you need to go.
0: Yeah. You know, that was uh well, pretty well-marked there's places where they'll just have like, like caution tape, <laughs> like be two trees. And they're like, there could be a trail there. And somebody just put a piece of caution tape. So you got to go that way. Um, oh my! Wooden signs, and again, uh, a lot of the First Nations are the trail keepers. Right. And they, they do a pretty nice job. Like there's lots of places where there's cut logs, you know, lay down in the mud, and and that becomes a bit of a platform. Uh, they'll carve symbols into them. But again, it just it's old. It it's it's wet. It's moist. It gets it gets degraded pretty quickly. So every time you step, put it this way, there wasn't a step that I took um most of the time that was just except on the beach where you were confident
1: <laughs> oh my
0: so you're always kind of like tap tap okay like it's this piece of wood going to hold um you go one at a time across these bridges these platforms cuz you just know cuz you can see it's like you know board 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 missing board but ooh, broken board eh, kind of shaky board oh man two three boards missing so you then you have to walk like on each side of the rails ah.
1: So you, had, you had two walking
0: sticks? I had one walking. Well, I had two, but uh, my, my buddy Ollie, uh, again, who's a professional guide, was like, he finds it easier with one. And so I tried that, and I, I too, found that a loose hand that grab the stuff, like trees, is actually not a bad idea. Oh, man. Yeah. so Yeah.
1: Like, uh, I, well, the only time I went back country camping, uh, um, I couldn't find my walking sticks, so. I ended up having to borrow one from, from my partner. And, uh, um, and I'll tell you, I don't know how I would have managed without it.
0: I don't think you could do it without a walking stick.
1: No. That's really cool. I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you. You yeah. should be proud. You should be proud of yourself. That's quite an accomplishment. I'm not sure I would be up to doing that. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, am much like you I am not particularly fast and not super coordinated um, so I would I would be the one at the back all the time
0: yeah which isn't a bad place to be as long as you don't fall too far behind yeah that's right. uh, the one thing I, I said to Paulette I said if I had known because we did you know we've been doing November project and mm-hmm. stairs and, and I said, certainly that certainly helped but I jokingly said the one thing I would practice is I would arrange all my furniture and I would just walk on it. On all the furniture. At night, in the dark. Uh to get used to that multi level shakiness that that I wasn't I wasn't ready for that, you
1: know. So very good. Cool. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it was great. So I'm probably wearing my t shirt yeah, Unshaven.
1: So like, like the winners uh the, is that like for finishing you get that or
0: well, you gotta buy
1: it. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh so yeah, at the end there's a uh, uh, Parks Canada quite a, a nice center and they have a little gift shop. And so, yeah, most people are like,
1: I'm definitely
0: buying I'm something. buying a t-shirt. Yeah. And Paulette was like, well, maybe we could order one online. I'm like, you know,
1: because no right. the
0: selection was not extensive, <laughs> Yeah, but I'm like, no, buying it
1: here at the end. It has to happen uh, now.
0: I actually put on weight. Believe it or not. Like we ate like a ton of food. That's the other thing. You're carrying all your food, um, reconstituted camp food and which is good stuff. But at one point, <laughs> one, more, one more quick story. I think this was the first night I brought, you see, so you bring a lot of snacks, eh? Cause you, you're like, you're constantly having to eat. I don't know how many calories you're burning, but it's insane. And I'm, not, I'm drinking like four or six light liters of water a day and, and just not peeing. You're just sweating out all of this water. I think it was the first night we got there. I opened up my snack bag and um, I'd bought these cheap snack bags. You know, they had a, a, a ceiling thing on top, but they broke at the bottom and a <laughs> whole bunch of peanuts and stuff fell out of my backpack onto the sand. And I ate it anyways.
1: Silica <laughs> ridge.
0: I was like, <sighs> even if it had fallen fall in the mud, I might have been a little bit less, but I'm like, sand is fine. But that's how hungry I was. I was like, I'm eating these goddamn peanuts. <laughs>
1: that's, that's kind of cool. You said you saw a whale. What kind of whale? It
0: was a blue, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a blue whale. Really? Yeah, it was quite far out, and it took a long time uh, for it to travel like across, um, you know, like our, our our vista, if you will, so mm-hmm. start on the right, and we saw it crest a few times, and then we saw it like uh, blowhole. Didn't see, it didn't it didn't do the tail thing, and then a couple of whaling ships showed up because they must have. There's every now and then you'll see uh, uh, float planes will fly by. And they must um, relay, if they see a whale, they probably relay to the but whale I watching.
1: Think, I don't think blue whales are, you can, I don't think you can, you can go after blue whales. I think you can go after. Oh, it might
0: have been a gray whale then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Blue, blue whales are super rare.
0: Yeah, it's probably a gray then. Yeah. because it uh, was, And it wasn't that far off offshore. Cool. Yeah.
1: That's still, that's still pretty cool. Oh, it
0: was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, uh, so you haven't consumed any media. You must have read a book. Did I, you read a book? I no, didn't bring any, anything on the
0: trail. Nothing. Nothing. No, it was
1: You're just was reading awesome. nature. Yeah. Communing with well, nature. Well,
0: and, you know, so freaking exhausted at the end of the day that, uh, like, one night, I think we were in bed by, like, 8. The 20-kilometer day, it's like, I'm going to lie down. Boom. Out. Yeah. Uh, since I've been back, I've already been exposed to uh, some idiocy, obviously, on, on Twitter. And, uh, oh, no. And I, I'm, I'm honestly thinking, I'm not naively going to say I'm going to quit social media, but I think I have to re-examine my relationship with social media. Both Paulette and I have decided to try to be more deliberate because that was the big thing. Like so many times my mind would be wandering. I'd be thinking about work or on the trail and you just, you can't do that. And I would find myself like I'd stop and I would kind of just like, okay, just push, refocus. push that aside and like refocus Look at that rock. Look at that for two reasons. A, you don't want to miss what you're doing because it is pretty phenomenal. And B, everything is trying to kill you. (laughs) We kept saying that everything on this trail is trying to kill you. You know, the tides, the rocks, the roots, fucking vertical drops. You know, like if you're not paying attention, you could easily walk off a cliff. You know, so it's, uh, yeah while wild. So, so if I come back with more focus, that will be well, so, a real victory. So
1: last week, uh, Lori, Lori was concerned that she was consuming social media. So we had a, a challenge. To, okay. to. So we basically did not consume social media for the entire week. And... Uh, There's a couple of things I realized in that process is that I still use my phone lots. So I'll use it for podcasts. I'll use it. So when I'm driving or music Mm -hmm. or um, email and all that stuff, I still spend too much time on my device. Okay. Independent of social media. So social media is just on top of that. And it's just a waste of time, especially things like, like I guess I I should never let TikTok ever open on my device. (laughs) Ah, I, just...
0: I still have resisted TikTok yeah, well, I think uh, I will continue to it, resist.
1: So it. so Lori uh, Lori uh finds that when she goes on Facebook, she gets hooked by reels. And right. basically TikTok sure. is reels. Yeah, reels yeah, reels absolutely. are basically a, a straight up copy of TikTok. So um anyway. a uh, YouTube uh, shorts, I think, is the same. It's the same. Yeah. Same idea. Anyway, um, for me the media i consumed uh, over the last uh, week week and a half is uh there's this netflix series called Sec- uh love death and robots oh i've heard of it Now, they're all little shorts okay and they're uh so they they're interesting they're really interesting um there's lots of gore okay Good this is all animated oh really it's, it's it's animated there's gore there's sex there's smoking there's nudity there's everything um but it's love death and robots and it uh, do you remember the movie heavy metal i do okay so heavy metal what was that's how old i am folks (laughs) so so that movie heavy metal this is actually a sequel oh is it Okay. okay so originally it was intended to be a a movie, but they decided just to make it a TV series. Okay. So Heavy Metal is a series of animations. Yes. Very different styles. Yep. Like short stories. I remember it was huge. With quite a a soundtrack. Yeah. So this one doesn't have the soundtrack. Okay. But it definitely is the same kind of, so this like sci-fi horror animation things. And they're just like little short stories. So none of them are longer than 22 minutes. Okay. Um, The first season, I think, is 18 episodes, or maybe that's the first two seasons. And then there's a third season. So there's three seasons. There's 35 in total. Okay. And um, at least so far. And it just got, the last uh, season got released in May. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's fascinating because... For, for is me, it all
0: different directors?
1: And, and- Everything is. The stories are different. Okay. The animation. So it's an styles. anthology kind of thing. Well, and it's clear that there's a, there's a, there's a bunch of different animation styles, but there's also a bunch of them that are all done. It looks like they're done using the Unreal Engine from. Uh, you know, you've seen the unreal, engine. so it's really good. Unbelievable, for, it's really good for certain things, for some nuanced stuff with faces, it just looks a little bit off. So you can yeah. really tell it's animated, yeah. Um, like when you see the fight at faces from a distance, they look super realistic, and then when they move, it's just something not, yeah, quite there, not quite, yeah, it's close, yeah. Um, give it another five years, yeah, but uh. I'm pretty sure it's all with the Unreal Engine because it's got that Unreal Engine look. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, yeah, so there's quite a range from, like, like cartoon characters to... to Okay, I'll check it out. You know, and, and to Unreal Engine... Kid-appropriate. Yeah, no. Victor-appropriate? Maybe. Okay, I'll check it out. Maybe.
0: He watches some wild horror stuff. Okay, yeah, stuff
1: well, where... so if he watches <laughs> wild horror stuff... Yeah, there's also there's also sex and stuff like that. So it depends on how how yeah. um, we're okay with that now Okay. Too. Yeah. yeah. Well Yeah, my son will watch whatever, right? Yeah. So I'll I'll yeah. probably watch it an episode <laughs> or two. Well that sounds good. Yeah, and they they just it's yeah. like Netflix, like it's just Sure.
0: The one thing we did watch uh before we went, we finished uh Miss Marvel. Oh and I really liked
1: it. I, I thought I thought especially at the end, I just I yeah, you know, I mean we talked about it in the last full episode where like just the sense of place, yeah, just the sense absolutely. of culture in a way that is just not I felt like you're almost for parts of it I felt like you're almost watching like a travel. Yeah travel It was
0: so uh, well like respectful and but not respect it's not
1: the right word. It's, like they treated it like there were people you like right they were yeah. like, like there were there were no no really awful people there were just people yeah it was awesome but the
0: cultural stuff was just authentic
1: mm-hmm. it wasn't like trying to showcase it
0: like it didn't feel forced it just felt
1: well and it's funny because you know, like uh easy like, and natural like, and like, like, like I think like. in the episode one of the last couple of episodes she goes and, and she's in Karachi and she meets uh meets her cousins yeah 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 and, you mentioned that right And it's, it's totally like what it like it's like when i meet my cousins right like they're happy let's go do this or well whatever and you can go do your thing i'll do my thing and it's just yeah. but it's totally the same and um yeah i just uh, for me that just absolutely resonated yeah in a way that uh it's hard to explain I, I don't know i guess i missed a lot
0: uh Feige re- released uh, at Comic-Con. They, they did the phase six reveal. Mm-hmm. And then I did see this morning, I did indulge. I watched the Wakanda Forever trailer. Uh, have you seen it yet?
1: I, I've seen the Wakanda Man, Forever trailer. I, is I, that amazing? I, it it looks, yeah, I have no idea where it's going. Yeah. I, the thing I appreciate Well, we know about Namor's it. in it. Yes. Right.
0: And the Atlantean Atlanteans, Atlanteans.
1: But I, I mean, I, that much is, I know, but what I appreciated about it is it didn't give the story away. Oh no, absolutely not. So, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. but a uh, little X-Men reveal there
0: at the end of Miss Marvel.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm captain Marvel. Yeah. Did yes. You, did you watch the, yeah. yeah, that, that was good. No, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, let's uh, wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, uh, I am so glad you're back. I am glad I'm back, too. <laughs> I'm glad you survived. Glad I was I, survived. I was a little worried. Uh, I would be worried if it was me in terms of uh, with my luck. I would get hurt the first day, and then that would be yeah. the end of it. I was the oldest guy in our group,
0: so okay. I was a bit concerned. You know, like uh, our friend Ollie's 10 years younger. Paulette's about eh, seven, eight years younger. And our friend Danny also, I think she just turned 40, so quite a bit younger. Um, yeah. So I was a bit like, okay, makes a difference. you know, it does. But um, no, I, man, like I will be thinking about this uh, for a long time. It's just one of those experiences in life where you go, wow, A, I could do it. B, it was successful and, and the reverberations of just, it's going to take a while to process all of that. So, yeah, well,
1: there's a certain yeah. feeling after uh, Well, So I really, I mean, again, I can't compare it, but my only experience backcountry camping was I really enjoyed it. You get tired at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, you're, you're not in cell phone range or anything like that. So it's just whatever is going on. Exactly. What's going on. Yes. Um, but at the end of the day, you feel, you know, a good, healthy, tired. And uh, I mean, even when I went to the Yukon, um, I mean, there were long drives. Right. Again, out of cell phone range, no communication, no nothing. So it's just it was me and my dog, and it's quiet, and um, it was kind of nice. Just that's it. I mean, oh, I, you can't do anything, even if you wanted to. Exactly. So
0: I think we all need that sometimes. So. Yeah. Right on. Well, we'll anyway, see you next
1: week. We'll see you next week. For episode nine. Thanks, folks. And uh, glad to be back. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Mark. Okay, bye. Bye.